Hello. It's Wednesday, May 20th. For those who need a quick reminder about what day it is during the 60 or so days of quarantine. Don't even know if 60 is correct. The number really is not the most important part of this. A quick announcement from us. We are pairing up with New Fury Media with the creation of this broadcast. A new collaboration will allow us to cover more topics and make us sound more professional, since more voices are better than just two. That's right. That's my other voice. With that, our new contributor has a story about Ronnie Radke. Yeah, I, I know. But listen, it's something to talk about. Mike Redemeyer has more on that. Ronnie Radke has found a way to get new income during the epidemic. Falling in reverse vocalist is streaming video games on Twitch and has gained quite a lot of followers and subscribers in the process. He has more than 25,000 subscribers on the platform, meaning that many fans have given the man $5 for the month. That's $125,000 before taxes. Twitch's subscription system lets fans get a month's access of exclusive emotes, a badge next to their name in the chat, and more. Radke spends most of his time watching music videos on YouTube and playing games like Call of Duty Warzone and Goat Simulator. The loyalty in his fan base is undeniable, as he has made some profound statements lately towards Metacore Band, I Prevail, and emo artist Social Repose. Radke claimed I Prevail stole his idea of reimagining a previous song, whereas he outright denounced Social Repose for covering one of his songs. Regardless, he has made the best of his new outlet to interact with. One viewer of the stream, Mike Everett, mentions, for people who don't have those with similar tastes in music, it's a cool sense of community for someone who doesn't otherwise have it. Last week, we talked with Brett Crawford of Metro Chicago about how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting the music industry. Lizzie has more about how to save our stages. With thumping bass, musicians singing on stage, and people yelling in the audience, the last places to open post-pandemic are music venues. However, some won't see the end of the tunnel and will close due to lack of funding. In a recent New York Times article, it highlights this demise with one 44-year-old Boston venue, Great Scott, which said they would not reopen. Social and digital media director for Metro Chicago, Brett Crawford, said their last show was March 12th before Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced the shutdown. Once the pandemic started and the hideout closed outright and then, you know, all these other restrictions came down and the shelter in place... Um, we all kind of started looking at each other in this group and we're like, we are fucked potentially for a very long time. Prior to the stay-at-home order, multiple Chicago venues formed Civil, the Chicago Independent Venue League, in response to the Live Nation Sterling Bay operation. Leading up to the shutdown, venues were already taking precautions to protect their staff and audience by wearing gloves, masks, and being careful when taking IDs. Some are also able to still pay their staff at the moment. But luckily through Shuba's, uh, I'm still getting a paycheck from them biweekly. And they've been super duper helpful, super communicative on what their plans are, what like every time there's any sort of update, like our manager reaches out to all of us. So super grateful for both Shuba's and uh, Audio Tree uh, for treating their employees super kindly, making sure that we're not like, you know, hung out to dry. That's Blake Beeson, a security guard at Shuba's. He says he's been sending out links and social media posts to his network to help gain support for local venues. Who doesn't love a small venue? Like it's what makes your city, our city so great. So that's like been like the main thought of I was like, man, I hope, I just hope these small venues come out okay. Independent music venues are the backbone for new music and without it, many smaller acts won't have a chance to try and make their break into the music scene. 
So how do we save them? Well, some, like Metro, were able to secure one of the small business loans, but it isn't going to get Crawford very far. Uh, we did get some funding, uh, which was able to just basically help keep myself and a few other key people uh, for Metro and Smart Bar and G-Man on staff. I'm not sure when the timeline on that expires, but I can tell you it's not going to get me, you know, personally through like September and who knows, like I said, like when anything's going to be open, if September is even a realistic thing to say like, oh, I can go back to the office and like maybe we'll start selling more tickets for shows in the winter. Um, but yeah, it's kind of scary. That's where Neva comes in, the National Independent Venue Association. It consists of over 1,200 mom and pop music venues nationally. And there was kind of a lull for the last two weeks um, while we were all kind of behind the scenes working on this stuff. And then Neva went and did a huge push and did this like big national announcement. Metro is also a part of the Vans Foot the Bill program, where all proceeds from their shoe design goes directly to their staff, as well as their GoFundMe that has raised over $55,000 of their $75,000 goal to help them stay put across from Wrigley Field. Metro is putting up a fight. And people are finally starting to be like, oh, fuck, like, wait, you really, you really might go away? Like, I donated your GoFundMe because we all thought this would last like a month. And now they're like, you can't go away. And since those articles started running, like we saw a really big groundswell. To help keep these smaller venues around, you can go to nivassoc.org and send an email to your state representative to help get funding to keep your favorite venues around, especially here in Chicago, which has had some of the largest responses from small venue owners. It's I think it's 20 independent venues are in one district and it's the most of anyone else in the country. So, and that's here in Chicago. So it's like the, the importance of not only just like a national push, but even just like Chicago's music scene is so like, it is just so vividly illustrated right now. And like how much of a, a, a power that our city is when it comes to independent music, in addition to like, other than California, Illinois had the most submissions to the Neva senator program, urging senators to pass um, legislation to bail us out. So, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, you know, because we definitely don't have the, the highest population like we beat out New York. If you can consider donating to your local venues or share them on social media. All in all, most of us simply long for the day we can stroll into a venue and watch a sick gig. You can check out the full interview with Brett Crawford on our Spotify, Simplecasts, iTunes, or whatever platform you get your podcasts. Chris Cornell's daughter starts a mental health podcast. Lily Cornell Silver announced on her Instagram that on the anniversary of her father's death, May 18th, that the new show, Mind Wide Open, the series takes place on Instagram and will feature mental health professionals and public figures to discuss their struggles and insight. She says, I have been privileged to receive the care that I need, but this is an uncommon experience. This pandemic highlights how few resources are widely available. I want to create a dedicated space that prioritizes mental and emotional balance and allows for candid, unapologetic discussions. Updates on how to listen and future guests will be available via Cornell Silver's Instagram at Lily Cornell Silver. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 by chat or by text message. Text ANSWER to 839-863. We finally have some relief during quarantine. It's all thanks to Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are getting updates. 
This includes the characters in the game, who are based off of real people, and will be updated to their current ages. So your character of choice may have noticeable bags under their eyes or a laugh line or two, but who doesn't anyway? Most important though is a soundtrack that has given a lot of people their first taste of punk rock. Developer Vicarious Visions says most of the songs in the original track list have made it to the remastered game. Songs like Police Truck by Dead Kennedys, Screamer by Speed Dealer, and Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine made the cut, so you can at least do sick kickflips while listening to it instead of being at an actual Rage Against the Machine gig. You can play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered on September 4th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Let's keep the apocalypse feeling going. Umbrella Academy announces their second season to premiere on Netflix July 31st, and maybe by then Lizzie will have finished the first season. In 2019, the show was the ninth most watched show on the streaming platform. To keep those reading the graphic novels interested, creator Gerard Way says he is creating a six-part book series which focuses on Klaus Hargreaves. Hailstorm's frontwoman Lizzie Hale says that some U.S. states' reopening plans without a vaccine are like opening up a designated section of a public pool for pissing. Big yikes. The strong statement came from Hale's Instagram. She said she acknowledges that the industry is suffering along with her crew and bandmates, but emphasizes to not go out unless necessary. And if you do, wear a mask, do curbside pickup, and wash your hands. In her posts, she also mentions writing a new album while in quarantine. The future of concerts during coronavirus is here. Maybe. Travis McCready from the rock band Bishop Gunn with two N's held a show at Temple Live in Arkansas on Monday, May 18th. The venue holds about 1,000 people, but only allowed in 200 to maximize social distancing. Chairs were positioned six feet apart, their temperatures taken before entering, had to wear masks the entire time, and were only allowed to purchase sealed drinks and snacks. The show was originally rescheduled for May 15th. However, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson enacted a cease and desist order until Sunday, May 17th, when the state legally allowed for venues to reopen. We'll see if this is the new way of how we must attend shows post-coronavirus. Now for some new music releases that we think you should be listening to. Chicago alt-rock band Tiny Kingdoms dropped new summer single, Daydream. The all-female bouncy pop-punk band Meet Me at the Altar releases their second new single, Garden, and announces their signing to APA Agency. Professional meme band Weezer releases a single called Hero for All Frontline Workers. Arkansas pop punk band Gopher Gold releases their new EP, Color Me. NYC indie band Nomadic drops another new track titled Waiting. The band's latest album was set to release in April, but they chose to release a new track from the LP every week until June. At least COVID-19 isn't completely hindering creative strategies for bands entirely, altogether. Indubitably. UK band Creeper announces their Sound from the Void series, where they put out covered singles. The first to be released is a cover of King Dude's Spiders in Her Hair. Emo indie punk band Sundressed joins the Rude Records roster, the RRRRR, and releases their new single Home Remedy. The Pretty Reckless are back with their new single, Death by Rock and Roll. The band, fronted by ex-gossip girl Taylor Momsen, has a new album of the same name out this year via Fearless Records. And uh, that's the news for the last two weeks here on the Emo Social Club broadcast. 
We're back to streaming on Twitch tonight at 7.30 Central Time at emasocialclub.tv. We also are on live at 7.30 on Thursdays and 5.30 on Fridays with potentially more to come. Mm. 